There is that often used expression you might have heard of, and it goes something like, man makes plans and God laughs. And there's a reason I'm starting out this y'all show with that expression, because we planned on being in Auburn Opelika today for a virtual tour, our second stop of our y'all.com spring swing. However, bad weather on the plains today, and we're going to have to push most of our feature on Auburn and Opelika to next week. Now, good news, we actually do have an interview that's going to be coming up here in the next few minutes, and that's going to be with Todd Scholl. Todd is the marketing director at the hotel at Auburn University, right there on South College Street in Auburn, Alabama. And we're going to come on, he's going to come on and help us learn a lot more about this really amazing property with more than 200 guest rooms. And then, as a special bonus for Todd being an overachiever and being on today's Y'all Show, we're going to put him back on next week. So an encore of his interview today will be on next week when we mix in all the other fun that happens in Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. So our spring swing today, for the most part, pushed back to next week. What that means is we're going to have an encore in hour two. We'll go back to two weeks ago with a lot of Mississippi State talk, courtesy of Jeremiah Short. That's coming up in the second hour of today's Y'all Show. But we got a all-new hour one here for you today. Thank you for being a part of our program. Our number, 803-816-1170. That's a number you can text or call. We want to hear from you. We're looking for more spring swing possibilities as we are hoping again to go to Auburn next week. Auburn and Opelika. Don't want to leave out the O-Town. We'll go to both of those places on our spring swing tour when it picks up next week. But we're also going to expand our tour and go to other places. Maybe even squeeze in two places on next week's Y'all Show. Now that sounds exciting, does it not? Also, this hour of the Y'all Show, we're going to have our Buy the Book feature. We're actually going to have that to end this hour and to begin next hour. Next hour, as we have our encore going back to two weeks ago, we're going to look at the latest New York Times bestsellers. And some books have been on that list for a long, long time. And we'll tell you who that is before we switch over and talk Mississippi State sports with Jeremiah Short of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. Now, in this hour of the Y'all Show in our Buy the Book feature, we're going to go back to Kirkus Reviews. They've got something that I'm going to share with you as they've just put out a release, 12 books that will help you get through quarantine. And we'll have that list when we get to that spot later this hour. We begin this hour of the Y'all Show with our looking at headlines from across the Southeast. And if you have not noticed, if you have not been to the grocery store, there's a chance that some of your favorite meats might be in short supply, as the unfortunately a lot of the meat packers around the country are having a problem with coronavirus cases emerging in their factories, and therefore these processing plants, some in South Dakota, some in Illinois, some in Nashville, and more. I think I saw where a chicken processing plant in South Carolina also was affected by this. Well, President Trump has taken executive action as he's ordered meat processing plants to stay open amid concerns over growing coronavirus cases and the impact on the nation's food supply. This order that the president signed uses the Defense Production Act to classify meat processing as critical infrastructure to try to prevent a shortage of chicken, pork, and other meat on supermarket shelves. Now, unions have fired back, saying the White House was jeopardizing lives and prioritizing cold cuts over 
workers' health. More than 20 meatpacking plants have closed temporarily under pressure from local authorities and their own workers because of the virus, including two of the nation's largest, and those would be in Iowa and in South Dakota. Others have slowed production as workers have fallen ill or stayed home to avoid getting sick. The United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, which has over 1.3 million food and retail workers, said this week that 20 food processing and meatpacking union workers in the U.S. have died of the virus. An estimated 6,500 of those workers at those plants are sick or have been exposed while working near someone who tested positive, according to the union. But again, the president using these rare powers through this Defense Production Act to essentially tell meat processing plants they've got to stay open. Now, meat processing plants, that's been in the news. That's scary that you've got workers at these plants possibly coming down with the coronavirus, some of them even dying. Now, completely different in the food food chain supply. How about vegetables and vegetables being contaminated with COVID-19? Well, it turns out in North Carolina, a pick-your-own-strawberry farm has temporarily closed after tests at a lab confirmed eight workers have tested positive for the virus, as Rudd Farm in the Greensboro area said that on its Facebook page, it took preventive measures, including having workers wear gloves and masks and using a drive through service to maintain social distancing to protect customers according to the red farm post one worker said he felt sick and tested positive other workers tested positive for covid19 the north carolina department of health and human services has confirmed eight cases linked to on-site housing for farm workers as the farm said in its post we're devastated but our top priorities are the safety of our workers our family and our customers now red farm made the transition to a drive-through pickup service two weeks ago that drew hundreds of cars, many of which waited for more than an hour, according to a local newspaper, as workers handed plastic pails of strawberries through car windows or loaded them into trucks. And I'll tell you right now, with strawberries coming in season in a lot of our southern states, they are a hot commodity, and I know people are willing to pay, and and in this case in North Carolina, wait an hour to get a pail of strawberries. It's scary, though, to know that you've got people who have the coronavirus that are out there harvesting these things and possibly passing the virus on to the customers. And we know dogs and cats have come down with the virus. We obviously know that you've got meat that has possible contamination and now vegetables. What is not going to get contaminated? I have no idea. But another real challenge we've got here with the COVID-19. And because of all the problems with the virus, it's now been revealed the U.S. economy shrank 4.8% last quarter, and the worst many feel is yet to come. As last quarter, the virus shut down much of the country, began triggering a recession that will end the longest expansion on record. The drop January to March quarter will only be a precursor of a far grimmer report to come on the current April-June period with business shutdowns and layoffs striking with devastating force. Much of the economy paralyzed. The Congressional Budget Office has estimated that economic activity will plunge this quarter at a 40% annual rate. That would be, by a breathtaking margin, the worst quarter since records were first compiled just after World War II. Again, it's really, really rough going right now. 
I'm looking at a map here on my computer screen of the rate of unemployment. And in the South, most areas are either 1% to 3% unemployed, some 3 to 5%. The so-called hot spots that I'm looking at, if you look at a map of the South, of areas that have been hit hard, it looks like parts of southern West Virginia have been hit hard with a more than 7% rate of unemployment. And then in Louisiana, really in various portions of the state, in northeast around Monroe, as well as Shreveport in the northwest corner, even Alexandria, and then the area of the, the bayou, whether it is around Baton Rouge, working its way over to toward Lake Charles, you've got a lot of unemployed in the state of Louisiana. And then East Texas as well, mostly right around Orange, Texas, has a roughly 7% or more rate of unemployment. Most of the South, though, again, is it's not too bad, 1% to 3% mostly, with some up to 5% reported. The worst areas of the country for unemployment would be the Fresno Valley area. Of, I guess that's called the Fre- Fresno, California area, really hit the Valley area big time unemployment there a lot of farm workers of course in that area and then in nevada they're getting hit pretty hard too and then around the new york city area naturally with much much employment unemployment going on governor andy Bashir of the commonwealth of kentucky has had to apologize to tupac shakur not the so-called actor rapper who died back in 1996 lasane parish crooks his real name but went by Tupac Shakur. And of course, he was gunned down in Las Vegas at the age of 25 back in 96. But no, the governor of Kentucky, during his press conference this week, addressed the state about an individual who filed for unemployment under the name Tupac Shakur, the same name as the notorious rapper who rose to prominence back in the 1990s. As Bashir said, we had somebody apply for unemployment for Tupac Shakur right here in Kentucky. That person probably thought they were being funny. They probably did, except for the fact that because of them, we've got to go through so many other claims. However, it turns out that that unemployment claim filed under the notorious rapper's name was not a prank. There is actually in Kentucky a resident with the legal name of Tupac Shakur, and they go by the name of Malik Yes, on Tuesday morning, Bashir called Shakur to apologize and also apologize to him during the Tuesday press conference. As the governor said, he was gracious, and I said, I'm sorry I, if I embarrassed him or caused him any attention that he didn't want. He, meaning Shakur, was very kind. He ended the call, God bless, and we're going to make sure that we resolve his claim. So there's a real Tupac Shakur in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but he goes by the name Malik. <laughs> All right. Some political news now, also coming from the side of the Democrats like Governor Bashir in Kentucky. But we have a blast from the past now that's going to be serving in Congress as Kwasi Mfume, the Democrat who was a con- congressman in the Baltimore area for a long time and then left to go take over the NAACP. He has just won this special election to replace the seat that the late Elijah Cummings had as Cummings, a longtime Maryland congressman, died last year. And now Mfume has defeated Republican Kimberly Clackley in the heavily Democratic 7th Congressional District, mostly around Baltimore. And that, again, a race that went on during the middle of a pandemic, as even in the acceptance speech, Mfume had to wear a mask 
there on stage. He was flanked by his wife and a few other supporters who also wore masks as a protection against the virus. For M. Fume, the immediately challenge, the immediate challenge for him will be leading in a majority black district with a sizable area in that Baltimore suburbs and downtown Baltimore. And that area has had Maryland's highest number of reported coronavirus cases. Lawmakers have sounded the alarm over the virus killing blacks at a higher rate. Now, Democrats outnumber Republicans by more than four to one in that district. So it was and, and it is a very easy win for Mfume, who's now 71 years old and, again, left this seat many years ago to go be the head of the NAACP. Mfume had the seat for five terms from 1987 to 1996 and then was the head of the NAACP for about eight years from 1996 to 2000. For the NAACP is actually based in Baltimore, Maryland. But M. Fume back in Congress now as he's going to fill out this election held by Elijah Cummings' seat. And now I guess he'll have, if he wants to run again in November, he'll have to win the seat again in this special election this week. M. Fume advances on. Now to the NAA, now from the, from the NAACP to the NCAA, the board has supported a new name, image, and likeness compensation plan. This allows student athletes to get paid, again, for their name, image, and likeness as it's moving forward with this plan to earn for the students to earn money for these endorsements and a host of other activities, including personal appearance and social media content. The NCAA announced that its Board of Governors supports permitting athletes the ability to cash in on their names, images, and likenesses as never before and without involvement from the association, schools, or conferences. Ohio State University President and Board Chairman Michael Drake called it an unprecedented move by the NCAA. Now, the next step is for membership to draft legislation by the end of October. Details still need to be worked out, including how to ensure that these sponsorship deals aren't being used as improper inducements to recruits. A formal vote will be taken by schools at the next convention in January, and then new rules will go into effect no later than the 2021-2022 academic year. Now, if you tuned in on Wednesday's y'all show in our ACC report, we actually had audio from Jeff Collins, the head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket football team, talking about how his Georgia Tech staff there, and they've actually partnered with a company that does really good stuff on social media, how Georgia Tech in the South, at least, is kind of a forerunner of making this whole pimping out your likeness image and your name to be a positive thing and potentially to make money. And in a big city like Atlanta, a recruit who may not normally want to go to Georgia Tech may see that the idea of being in the South or the let's say the Deep South's largest city could end up being a huge, huge financial boon for them. And that's why Georgia Tech has now kind of gone out here in the Southeast to be a big-time supporter of this. And it's not totally legal yet, but it looks like sometime in 2021, yes, our student-athletes will become professionals in all the truest sense with the NCAA now its board supporting a name, image, and likeness compensation plan. And to the governor of North Carolina, we go in our final headline of the headlines of the South here today. Roy Cooper has now agreed and has given his his green flag, you could say, for the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway to go on at the end of May without fans. 
and all this unless health conditions deteriorate in the state according to the governor coming from his raleigh office as governor cooper said he and state public health officials have had discussions with nascar and the speedway in concord north carolina and all the safety protocols that go on to staging a race there governor cooper said the state offered input on nascar's plan but he believes the race can go forward on memorial day weekend for the 60th consecutive year cooper said we believe that unless health conditions go down we believe we can hold the coca-cola 600 i think nascar will be making that announcement but that's what will happen now this week nascar gave teams its latest revised schedule which shows racing resuming may 17th at darlington raceway in south carolina followed by a second race at that track on may 20th the 600 would be held on may 24th followed by a second race at charlotte on may 27th so that is fascinating stuff there that the carolinas get four races all within a month and darlington raceway of course is the home of the bojangles 500 which has been being held around labor day it is amazing that perhaps you're going to see two back-to-back races at the track too tough to tame there in darlington south carolina then you'll go on just about two hours north of there to charlotte for some other races going on in the month of may rubber the rubber meets the road potentially as we have nascar right there in its in its roots with north carolina and south carolina potentially being the spark to get nascar going back it looks like without fans for the time being but for nascar fans that's better than anything we've told you here lately when it comes to racing and getting past this virus when we come back on the y'all show we're going to go to albert opelika alabama it is our sort of precursor of what we're going to be doing next week we were supposed to do it on this day but because of bad weather in auburn opelika today we're going to push most of our interviews until i think thursday of next week but because we already have this interview done with todd shoal who is the marketing director at the hotel at auburn university we're going to go ahead and give him a chance to be heard this week and we'll let him have a chance to be heard next week too we'll just replay this thing next week but yes learn all about this beautiful property spacious property in the heart of auburn alabama the hotel at auburn university and the dixon conference center that conversation with todd shoal is coming up next have you wanted to speak a new language but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time then go to babble.com download the app and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. 
people took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, and tiredness, 2-3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. The Y'all Show, our Spring Swing Tour of the South, is up and going. And right now on the Spring Swing Tour, we're continuing our coverage of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. And we're the show that's all about the South. John Rawl back here with you. And if you get a chance to go to East Alabama and you're able to go spend a few days there, which we encourage you to do, Either you're allowed to go here in a couple of days when the green light is lifted and Alabama's Governor Kay Ivey has allowed you to travel throughout the state, or more importantly, when things kind of get back to somewhat kind of a normal routine, if you're able to go to Auburn Opelika, there is a wonderful property right beside the main campus. It's really right on the campus at Auburn University, and that's the hotel at Auburn University and the Dixon Conference Center. And from that amazing spot, I have actually been a guest there, attended a conference there back in the day. We've got Todd Scholl, Director of Sales and Marketing from the hotel at Auburn University. He's on with us right now to lay out the red carpet, or maybe it's actually an orange and navy carpet there in Auburn, Alabama. And he's on to talk about his property right now on The Y'all Show. Hello, Todd. Hello, John. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you for coming in. And go ahead and let's just get this out of the way since you're actually right there on the campus. I know there's two words. I know you're just dying to tell us. War Eagle. <laughs> war Eagle. However... You can see it. You can see it right behind me. There's a War Eagle in the lobby. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great-looking lobby you got there. I thought that might be your house. That's a... That's a <laughs> no, sir. Well, it ought to be your house. I'm sure you spend as much time there as you probably do at your house, right? Probably more. <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, thank you for coming on. We're going to learn a lot more about the hotel at Auburn University. Right on 241 South College Street is where you'll find it. That's the main drag right there in Auburn, Alabama. You've got 236 guest rooms and all of those rooms, by the way, with a Sealy Postropedic bed. So you're guaranteed to have a great night's sleep when you come to the hotel at Auburn University. We're going to get into a lot of the amenities and more there, Todd. But first off, as we're thinking about you and everybody there in Auburn, Opelika, as part of our Y'all Spring Swing Tour of the South, hopefully you've done as well as you possibly can with this pandemic and things hopefully will get back to normal sooner than later. Yes, sir. I, you know, we um, we stayed open throughout this entire pandemic. Obviously, um, get from a gas uh, factor, we've had to rely on construction crews. They're the really... Uh, one of the few workforces that has been able to stay in operation during this. 
uh, we did convert our restaurant, Aricha Cucina, to curbside. So our local market is enjoying curbside family meals right now. Um, so, but we're we're excited to have guests back. And in fact, uh, you know, we're we're getting ready for potentially some more Auburn families to come and move their kids out of the dorms now that the travel restrictions will be lifted as of the end of day uh, this Thursday. That's good news to know. As you mentioned, the parents, of course, everybody didn't plan on this nobody did and and now that's going to happen now you have normally there in the summertime camp war eagle where the incoming freshmen come in is that happening this summer at auburn right now uh camp war eagle is uh they're doing virtual sessions they just had a uh, they had a, a session last night where you could go on and get information so uh the, the the first part of it will be virtual where people can go through and virtually learn about what's going on on campus, and we're prayerful that in July uh, that there will be a voluntary uh, opportunity for parents to bring their children in uh, to experience campus firsthand because that's truly the magic of Camp War Eagle, in my opinion. And I know our camera can't show it there, but if you had to pick up a bowling ball, Todd, and throw it, there's a chance you might get in that bowling ball, could wind up right there on the heart of the Auburn campus. That's how kind of in the heart of it all you are there. Yeah, we're literally just over this shoulder, uh, a kitty corner uh, to Sanford Hall, the, the heart of Auburn's campus, and uh, literally uh, two blocks from the famous Timmers Corner, uh, where we roll every street there is imaginable uh, and Tumor's Drugstore with their famous lemonade. So uh, once you're here, uh, you can pretty much walk and and enjoy yourself with restaurants, nightlife, boutique shopping. Uh, it's a great, great location uh, when you get to the Plains. Todd, i got to ask you, since Auburn, Alabama, and you just mentioned Tumor's Corner is kind of famous for toilet paper, I've been thinking about y'all over these last six weeks or so. Is it more likely you're going to run out of toilet paper during a pandemic there at the hotel at Auburn University or when Auburn beats, let's say, Alabama or Georgia? Definitely, definitely for the football game. (laughs) We actually, you know, we actually gift wrap uh, our toilet paper in advance uh, to give to all the guests coming in an extra roll just so we don't have toilet paper go missing from the guest room. That makes a lot of sense. We're visiting with Todd Scholl, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hotel at Auburn University and Dixon Conference Center at 241 South College Street in Auburn, Alabama. This is our Auburn Opelika spotlight of our spring swing tour of the South. We're virtually taking y'all all all kinds of places. Last week we were in Crystal River, Florida, and now we're in East Alabama, Lee County to be specific, and learning a lot about the hotel at Auburn University thanks to Todd and his staff there. And your occupancy, I know, has been down a little bit, but we're hoping to change that a lot. And when you come there to stay at your place there on South College Street, you've got a lot of food choices. We just heard you mention Arica Cicina, the Italiana place there you have there, but you also have a Jazz Lounge the piccolo jazz lounge and hc valentine so when you come there not only do you have a good place to to rest your head you have some darn good food to go along with it and maybe even a little drink absolutely and uh you know once we uh once the bands are lifted live live jazz every weekend in piccolo so um you know our our restaurant is handmade pasta uh we have made from scratch uh, wood-fired pizzas our chef Miguel Figueroa, he's been to Italy uh, to co- learn from the masters. Uh, we have our, our very own specialty called the porchetta steak, and that is actually something that originated in Aricia, Italy. 
and uh, it's a beautiful pork loin that's been rolled and seasoned and uh, it's spectacular so uh, quite a culinary uh, experience when you come here uh, but great live music uh, and then unbelievable baked goods our chef dallas uh, key our pastry chef uh, makes everything from scratch whether it's our focaccia or the the rolls you pick up in hc valentine so quite a few offerings um when guests arrive including your uh, room service and we're looking at some of the video of the hotel at Auburn University right now. A fantastic production you've got there. You can check it out on the website with the food choices. I love that swimming pool and your pet-friendly place, too. Do you let war eagles in? <laughs> yeah. What about sure. ele- elephants? Do you let elephants in? You know, we are equal opportunity hoteliers. Uh, we accept uh, money, no matter if it's coming uh, from the Crimson Tide or coming from uh, Auburn Tigers. We, we we like everybody here. And I've been there, as I mentioned before, and it, you are very, you're just a great property. One thing that I really liked about my visit to the hotel at Auburn University is you got a lot of space. This is not a cramped place. You had a nice property evidently available when this hotel was built. And so you, you really, as you can tell right there, as you look at Todd's the shot there in the background you got a large lobby and and a lot of big times and and we'll talk about the conference center aspect of that too but if you're claustrophobic guess what the hotel at Auburn university you don't have to worry about it well we've got uh you know our front yard is sanford hall so we've got a beautiful green lawn you can go out and stretch your legs on for walks and runs too yeah now let's talk about the conference center aspect as we do have people who might be listening and watching here the y'all show on our spotlight of auburn opelika alabama and auburn is a wonderful place to visit 24 hours a day seven days a week all year long but if you're a business person and you're wanting to maybe find a really neat place to go and have a conference and put on a conference your property the dixon conference center as part of the hotel at auburn university provides a lot of different options if you don't mind let's talk about that certainly well we have we have some great um function space here on property over twenty thousand square feet of function space um including a ballroom that uh we can do you know almost 500 seated for dinner um uh, but then, you know, off-site, we've got great options here on, on the campus of Auburn University at the Ag Heritage Park. Alpha Pavilion is a beautiful facility that was just recently completely renovated. Um, we work with the College of Agriculture uh, to manage that facility, and it's an unbelievable site on a lake uh, for uh, social events, um, receptions, weddings. Uh, so we have a, a great diversity of product when you want to do a meeting, but immediately when uh, the uh, gatherings of, of more than 10 are allowed, uh, we're one of the few places in the state that you can actually go, be able to have 50 people meet uh, with uh, social distancing in play in our grand ballroom. So we can accommodate 50 in multiple rooms here. And uh, so that's going to be important in the near term. And again, I've been to a conference there, as I was bragging a moment ago. You have a large property there that it can accommodate meetings. Also, I assume you're pretty busy throughout the year with weddings. So if you're planning a wedding, this is a good option. Well, you know, what's funny, um, I've looked at the blessings during this crisis, this pandemic. And one of the blessings I've seen is I think young couples are deciding, hey, we don't let's tomorrow is not given let's get married so we have every day we're booking wedding weddings fall 
So coming in August, uh, we have a, a pretty large group of uh, weddings every weekend um, that people are putting on the books right now. Um, and maybe they're spurred on because, uh, you know, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So good for them. Good for them. And tis the season to get weddings. Hopefully you haven't had a large number of people had to cancel these last two months and because I know that's a real well, stressful yeah, thing. Well, yeah, I mean, for for this time period where meetings really weren't allowed by the, the order of the governor, we we did have uh, a significant amount of cancellation. So uh, that did affect us. Um, you know, we have dropped down dramatically. We had a record month in the month of February for this hotel in its entire existence since the late 80s. And so we went from a record in February to um, uh, a, a a not so famous uh, record probably in March with losing steam halfway through as you know, the pandemic hit and then shelter in place orders were, were put into effect. We hope all that gets remedied. Of course, your property and everybody there in Auburn, Opelika and every other college town in the world's hoping right now that there's going to be a college football season and all the games will hopefully be played. If not, at least the conference games will be played because I can't imagine how towns like Auburn, Alabama are going to make it when you don't have a college football season. Let's, let's sure hope that indeed happens. Now you have something listed on your website and we encourage everybody to go to your site there and check out your COVID-19 because of this. You've got something called a peace of mind package. Todd, if you don't mind, help us understand what exactly that is. Well, you know, when we were with all the things that we've done uh, to comply with CDC guidelines and in fact go beyond CDC guidelines, we want guests to know as they return to the planes and return to Auburn, the front door here at the hotel, um, that they're going to be safe. We're going to take care of you. We're going to we're taking care of our, our our staff, our team, and yourself. And so uh, we you can book that best available rate uh, with peace of mind. And you'll see there's a landing page on the website when you go there. And it talks about uh, many of the things that we've put into place, including uh, you know uh, limiting guests on the elevator, um, you know the the sneeze guards that are in place at the front desk. Uh, we have uh, rope and stanchions to keep guests at distance upon check-in. There's actually a touchless check-in system where the guest doesn't have to do anything. The keys have been sanitized. Uh, all the bell carts are being sanitized after each guest gets done with them. Uh, rooms, when a guest checks out, the rooms are, uh, are allowed to breathe for 24 hours before we go back in and put our team back in to clean them. So there's a n- number of things we're doing. Uh, to keep social distance with our team, as well as making sure that our guests are safe when they return. So uh, we're going to make sure that we're uh, ahead of whatever the guidelines are listed. So we just want to make sure guests know that uh, you're, you're being very safe here. Very safe is what you'll find there. The website, A-U-H-C-C, is where you'll find Todd and everybody there at the staff at the hotel at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama. This, again, is part of our y'all.com and y'all show spotlight of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama, as you're part of our spring swing tour going on right now, as we're traveling the south here the last couple of weeks on a virtual tour, helping out people like Todd and everybody there in Auburn, Opelika, Alabama, trying to get you to go on down there 
and visit the place. Have a great stay as, again, this property, 236 guest rooms. So chances are there's going to be something waiting on you there when you go to Auburn, Alabama. And as I mentioned, you've got three different restaurants, an Italian restaurant, a jazz lounge, and then H.C. Valentine, which has coffee and more. And just kind of explain as those of us who are a little bit prone to enjoying great food when we go to places like the hotel at Auburn University, what's some of the great food that you'll find there on site? Well, we're we're known for um, our connection with Ariccia, Italy, which is a, a hill town right outside of Rome. Uh, we actually have a connection through them with our hospitality program at Auburn University, where we're a big, big part of that with the students that that work and uh, and go to class here at our at our uh, hotel. So Aricia, um is famous for rustic Italian and uh, their porchetta, and so that is really the uh, influence of our restaurant Aricia Cucina Italiana. Um, fresh, uh, handmade pasta, fresh, handmade wood fired pizzas. Um, obviously, you can get chicken and steak, but they all have a little bit of an Italian uh, twist. So um, that really that really drives uh, the restaurant for um, for lunch and dinner. Uh, breakfast is a traditional breakfast uh, where you can have an omelet made and uh, the, the, the typical fairy that you would have. Um, HC Valentine, um, our coffee shop that has uh, a, a variety of uh, homemade, freshly baked uh, pastries from our pastry chef Dallas Key. And in fact, what's really cool right now. She created kindness cakes right now during this really tough time and where people see some, someone doing something great in the community. Um, you can pass it on with a kindness cake and they come in two flavors and it's a beautiful uh, um, display. Uh, so we actually created our, her own landing page within the Reach a Cucina website uh, for those cakes. Uh, but lots of, lots of things to sample, uh, craft cocktails in our bar. And then, of course, uh, smoke and live jazz Fridays and Saturdays. You know, right now, live music isn't in session because of social distancing. But as soon as we can uh, get the green light to, for that to happen, we hope by uh, mid to late summer we'll be able to get live music back in. And, Todd, we can't stress enough, you are in the heart of it all, right across from campus, just blocks away from Toomer's Corner and all the various shopping and dining experience that you'll find in downtown Auburn, War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah. All right. Well, anything, again, the website, auhcc.com. Go ahead and make your booking now and make sure you plan to go to Auburn, whether you stay here or not. We encourage you to stay at the Hotel of Auburn University. But regardless, even if you aren't staying there, maybe you live in East Alabama, check out the various dining options you have there and the various conferences that go on at Auburn, Alabama at the Dixon Conference Center, all part of the excitement that you'll find at the hotel at Auburn University. Todd Scholl, Director of Sales and Marketing at the hotel at Auburn University and Dixon Conference Center, again, at 241 South College Street. We appreciate you coming on today's Y'all Show, and we look forward to maybe staying there and bragging about it in person. You know, we've been doing this kind of virtual thing here as part of our tour of the South, and darn it, we need to just come see y'all in person, which I'm sure you'll accept people to actually walk in and, and pay with a real credit card or even cash money, right? Absolutely. Either way. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, Todd, and best of luck recovering from this pandemic. Thank you, John. And we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you again. Appreciate you. Stay safe. All right. We will definitely do that. Todd Scholl, again, of the hotel at Auburn University. 
conclude that will conclude our y'all show interview of this property but we're not done with auburn opelika alabama hang on where you are when we come back we've got more including robin bridges of the auburn opelika tourism office she's going to be on to kind of wrap things up here about how you can come to east alabama all that on the show that's all about the south this is the y'all show At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $35.42 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease. New line of service and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee. Taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard. Requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. our way to the end of our one here on the y'all show talk with a southern accent and we've got a lot of book talk now going forward in the rest of today's show we have right now thanks to kirker's reviews 12 books that will keep you occupied through the quarantine and then in hour two of today's y'all show we're actually going to rewind back to two weeks ago and we'll start off the hour with a look at some of the new york times best-selling books you don't want to miss out on that conversation then 
We'll switch over from the printed word to the good word of Mississippi State Bulldog Sports, and we'll do that courtesy of Jeremiah Short, who is a Mississippi State Bulldog insider, and he is a co-host of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. And we'll have all that here in the second hour of today's Y'all show, but right now looking again at the 12 books that will help you get through the quarantine, all this from Kirkus.com and KirkusReviews.com. And these books are just, just sitting there waiting for you to pick up and read here in the midst of the pandemic. And that's why when I saw this come across, we just got to share it with you here. All right. And I love this first one. It is Southern. And that's what we like to hear. It's from Grady Hendricks, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. One of the 12 books that will get you through the pandemic as this thing has just come out. It was first published April 7th on Quirk Books. And again, it is the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires as it has something to do with Charleston there if you have a chance to pick up this Grady Hendricks pen book. Up next also on this list is Preston and Child and the book is crooked river crooked river from douglas preston and lincoln child and that's a book out right now that will get you through the pandemic the other bennett sister by janice hadlow it just came out at the end of march and it'll get you through these tough times the happy ever after playlist abby jimenez wrote this book and it just came out april 14th and usa today's best-selling author of the friend zone abby jimenez and her newest book, The Happy Ever After Playlist. Life is never like the love songs. All right. That's one. KirkusReviews.com says you just got to pick up right now. Chosen Ones from Veronica Roth. It's out right now. What happens to heroes after they save the world? Well, you'll find out if you pick up Veronica Roth's Chosen Ones. Minor Dramas and Other Catastrophes. Kathleen West has penned this one. A mother who lives for and through her high school children suffers the consequences of her all-consuming obsession while she tries to oust a beloved teacher. Ooh, a lot of drama in that one. I can guarantee you that one. That one out on the Berkeley imprint, and it's available for you to check out right now during this pandemic. Up next is The Truants by Kate Weinberg. As this is a book about a group of friends at a British college, all connected to the same charismatic scholar of Agatha Christie's work, and they're torn apart by secrets and deceptions. The truants from Kate Weinberg. That is a coronavirus remedy for you, if I've ever heard it. American Sherlock, Murder, Forensics, and the Birth of American CSI. Kate Winkler Dawson has penned this one, and it's a biography of little-known but influential forensic scientists who told through the crimes that they helped solve. And this is out on the University of Texas Press, and I think it's really a good book for you to check out. Putnam also has something to do with this book that's just come out, around 400 pages in length, and it's a coronavirus cure. A House in the Mountains, The Women Who Liberated Italy, from fascism our really good non-fiction book for you right now from caroline moorhead in the final volume of the resistance quartet moorhead continues her work exalting the women of world war ii who saved their countries from fascism that'll be a fantastic read there if you know anything about italy during world war ii it switched sides midway through you talk, you talk about a country that can't make up its mind they were all about mussolini and then when Italy got invaded by the Allies, oh, Lordy, we're now with the Allies here. 
so i don't know how much uh how much there's going to be in this one about that particular subject but yeah that one's a very good nonfiction choice for you a post-holocaust memoir from esther Seffron for i want you to know we're still here again going back to the world war ii theme there a family mysteries inspire a search into a dark past that one out right now now mbs the rise to power of muhammad bin salam and ben hubbard has penned this one right here about the prince of saudi arabia the young prince who was first in line to succession of that country of course he and president trump have gotten together on some of the various oil deals and such remember it was saudi arabia that president trump went to on his very first visit outside of the country as president of the united states ben cohen has penned the hot hand the mystery and science of streaks that one is available for you to get through the coronavirus peak and that is a quick look again going back through 12 books to get you through quarantine and we encourage you to go to kirkus reviews to learn a lot more about them and again great reading for you here in this crazy crazy time we find ourselves in and don't forget we've got more book talk coming up after the break as we begin hour two with a rewind back to our show from two weeks ago we'll look at some new york times bestsellers and then jeremiah short our bulldog insider is going to be on to talk mississippi state sports and he is a co-host of the black dog sports podcast all that as we rewind back to our show from two weeks ago and don't forget on the friday show it's going to be all good and all here join us for that until that time enjoy the show at sprint our priority is keeping our customers employees and communities safe during these uncertain times we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com or call 800-SPRINT-1 today iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 1417 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18-month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back to the show all about the southeast of the United States. We are accentuating the south. This is the Y'all Show. And we've got a SEC spotlight coming right around the corner. Our Mississippi State Bulldog insider, Jeremiah Short, is going to be back on the program. He just had a conversation on his podcast the other day, the Black Dog Sports Podcast. He visited with Mike Leach, the new coach of Mississippi State, and they talk about quarterbacks and more we're going to actually let you hear a clip from that interview with coach leach that's part of our sec spotlight we'll get a take on what's going on with the bullies as football season we hope will be kicking off sooner than we expect and we'll see how mississippi state which went to a bowl game last year how they rebound here in 2020 with a new coach in tow there at davis wade stadium we'll also get jeremiah's take on sec football teams and his projection of who's going to be competing for atlanta here this football season 803-816-1170 is our number if you want to text or call that number 
We welcome your feedback 24-7. In fact, we've got a listener who is the ghost poet of WTJS FM 93.1, and we just got this in, and I want to give the ghost poet a little shout out here as we appreciate the feedback, and you can also share your feedback with us. All you have to do is text or call us 803-816-1170, and here's what the ghost poet shares with us. I'm sheltering in place with nowhere to go. It's not so bad because I got y'all on the radio. Ha <laughs> ha! That is a hit song. Not just a poet. Not just a poem from the ghost poet. Don't know who you are, but I like where you're coming from. Thank you very much and keep listening to the Y'all Show and we'll get all of y'all while you're sheltering in place. We'll get you through this and have a good time while we're at it. If you're sitting at home and you're not writing poetry right now, you might be reading a book. And here in this segment, we're going to start out this hour with a little book talk, courtesy of the New York Times and their bestsellers. If you're looking for a good read to get you through the pandemic, here is the list of the bestsellers at nytimes.com. At number one on the combined print and ebook fiction categories, this one's been out 60 weeks now, Celeste ends. Little Fires Everywhere, an artist upends a quiet town outside Cleveland. At number two, this has been now on the chart more than a year and a half. In fact, we just put in a request to Delia Owens. We hope to have her on the show. We're trying to work that out, but hopefully we'll have an author interview with this author who's had the number one at most of the time, and then sometimes she's fell down to number two. This is a book about the South from a Southerner. The book is Where the Crawdads Sing from Delia Owens. In a quiet town on the North Carolina coast in 1969, a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. And this one's been a runaway success for this newcomer, Delia Owens. Again, it's been number one or number two for more than a year and a half. What an incredible story for Delia Owens. And again, fingers crossed, if she's not quarantined somewhere, we'll have an interview with her pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. We got a lot of really good interviews coming up on the y'all show. In fact, we're going to squeeze in an interview on our Friday show of a person who is a kind of a veteran country music person. Although you probably aren't that familiar with the name Tim Atwood for many, many decades. Tim Atwood was the piano player on the Grand Ole Opry, and he's going to be coming on in a little special bonus interview on our Friday edition. So make sure you stick around for that. We also have another really cool interview coming up with Lisa Sutton. Now, you might not know Lisa Sutton, but I bet you you know Lisa Sutton's mama, the late Lynn Anderson, the Rose Garden singer. Yeah, I never promised you a Rose Garden. She had some other big country music hits. Lynn Anderson's about to have two new digital releases come out of some of her best albums. And her daughter, Lisa Sutton, is going to be on to talk about Lynn Anderson. And that's going to be coming your way next week. We also have, for you sports fans coming up next week, a really cool interview with a friend of mine, J.D. Byers, the voice of the South Alabama Jaguars. He's going to be coming on. They've got a brand new stadium being built in Mobile right now. And we'll talk to J.D. about that. Also, we'll get his take on the 2020 football season for the USA Jaguars of the Sunbelt Conference. And, of course, we'll get J.D.'s take on the SBC as Appalachian State won the conference last year, had an amazing year, beat North Carolina, beat South Carolina, and then went and won their bowl game. And They only lost one game all year to Georgia Southern there in Boone, a home game at that, and finished in the top 20 of college football. But J.D. Byers voice of the South Alabama Jaguars is going to be on on our Tuesday show, so you don't want to miss out. Got a lot more stuff coming to you. But back to the books. 
See, I get so carried away talking about everything we got going on. I got to stay focused here. On our New York Times combined print and ebook fiction, Delia Owens at two. Valentine from Elizabeth Wetmore is at three. James Patterson and Andrew Burrell's Texas Outlaw. That's a new book. A Texas Ranger goes to a small town to investigate whether an accidental death was actually a murder. And that's the fourth book on this list of print and ebook fiction. And then for three weeks, this one's been out on the list. The Boy from the Woods from Harlan Coben. That's number five on the New York Times non, uh, fiction list. Now to the nonfiction category, and this one's been out just over a month now. It's at number one, Eric Larson's The Splendid and the Vile, an examination of the leadership of the Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Blood, sweat, toil. Oh, I love that guy. His, you know, his bust is in the White House, and that's really cool that a foreign leader's bust is right there in the Oval Office. But a great book there. If you are into nonfiction reading, check it out. Glennon Doyle's Untamed is out. The activist and public speaker describes her journey of listening to her inner voice. It's at number two, Untamed, Glennon Doyle. A new book on the list. It's the ABC anchor, Jonathan Carl. He's actually now the news chief for ABC in Washington, D.C., and he wrote this book, Front Row at the Trump Show, giving his perspective on the current president and describes the shifts within their relationship. Jonathan Carl and Front Row at the Trump Show. Number four is a new book from singer Alicia Keys with Michelle Buford. And the Grammy Award-winning musician retraces her path to discovering her own worth. More Myself is the name of this from Alicia Keys. And lastly, a former NFL player and reality TV star of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, Colton Underwood's got a new book out this week, The First Time. If you're into some of this reality TV stuff, you might want to check out Colton Underwood. I'm not sure if he's can to carry Underwood or not, but a guy who played a little football at Illinois State, the Redbirds, and then went on to the NFL. In fact, he's with the Las Vegas Raiders as a tight end, and he's got this book out. So good on him. Maybe he wrote this during the pandemic. It's, it's brand new, Colton Underwood and The First Time. And that's a quick look at the New York Times bestsellers. You can go to nytimes.com and learn more about all these books and the other categories they've got. And this ought to help you get through this crisis that we're currently <laughs> enjoying. When we come back, it's going to be SEC talk. It's going to be mostly Mississippi State Bulldogs. And we're going to talk to Jeremiah Short, the co-host of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. Hell, dear old stain, get those cowbells a-ringing. We're going to have Jeremiah on right after this. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. 
For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And we're the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent. And we're back now, little Mississippi State time here on the program that's all about the South as part of our SEC report. And we're going to go right to MSU Country, where the co-host of the Black Dog Sports Podcast is kind enough to come on the program and talk about Mike Leach in year number one in Starkville, as well as other things going on with the maroon and white and also we'll get a little sec news as well hello welcome into the show jeremiah short hello jeremiah hey how you doing john man it is great to not only talk to you but to see you here today jeremiah and i we go back a few years <laughs> and and now he's got this co-hosting gig with the black dog sports cast and we're excited to have you on in fact you had a special guest the other day on your program that we're going to actually play (laughs) a little clip of that interview and then right after that interview well mike leach was in the news for maybe not the best of reasons i'll get your take on that but uh, jeremiah first of all hope you're holding up well with this coronavirus and what have you heard coming Mm -hmm. out of msu's campus as far as the athletes what they're doing to get through this pandemic um, I think with the MSU athletes, Coach Leach, I mean, that's good to have him just from a horse mouth with that. He said that, you know, they're meeting with the players, I'm guessing through Zoom, you know, having a lot of virtual meetings, and they can kind of tell them what to do. Obviously, it's not the same as being able to go through spring ball and be able to just see how guys are reacting in the moment and really just getting that conditioning and being able to, again, just see them up close and just see how they're going to react to situations. So, um, but it's not something that other programs aren't dealing with as well. Okay. Very good point. All right. Well, let's talk about the addition of Mike Leach as the head coach at Mississippi State. You know, you and I really haven't talked, I don't think, since football season. Did you ever envision that we'd see Coach Moorhead being sent out the door and the way this whole thing happened after the what they call now the PP and miss, the famous egg bowl scene where a player <laughs> for the other team caused his team to get flagged and ended up losing the game. MSU gets to go to a bowl game as a result of that. And then I guess they had some off the field issues and then Coach Moorhead is pretty much dismissed when they come back from the bowl game and, and then Mike Leach of all people comes to Starkville. 
I mean, it, it was kind of a whirlwind. A lot of me and my friends and my was kind of liking it to almost a reality show at one point, especially how Leach got, I'm not Leach, but Moorhead got fired and all that shook about. And I was very upset about it because I felt like it just was a bad look for the university. Uh, just the whole handling of it was poor. Um, based on some of the things we were hearing about how he had lost control of the team and we even had a former player on the, not a guy that played under Moorhead, but played previously, you know, under Chrome and Cheryl, who said that they can just tell he just didn't have any control of the team. Well, a lot of former players shared those sentiments, and a lot of them were very unhappy with the job Moorhead was doing. So him getting fired probably was the right move. It just was the, the, the way it was done was horrible. I don't think you do that to anyone and embarrass them in that way. Now, getting Leach, I think considering how we bungled the coaching search up until that point to be able to get – I don't go and say we got some power five head coach like we went and got somebody from Texas or somebody from some big-time program. He was coaching at Washington State, just to be realistic. But at the same time, he's a guy that at least has a bit of a resume, and we at least know what to expect from him. He's going to throw the football around, air raid. But as uh, a player told us last night in the interview, I'm waiting to see Mississippi State throw it 40 times a game. So I see it, I won't believe it. Yeah. Well, Coach Lee, after successful gigs at Texas Tech and then at Washington State, I mean, this is a program in Washington State that, let's be honest, it's it's kind of one of the least glamorous jobs in the Pac-12, and arguably on that half of the country, it's it's not it's 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 pretty much being in the middle of nowhere. Which some people would say Starkville and anything in Mississippi is like that too, but he has the opportunity and he did, he did that at Washington State. He made them a contender. I don't think they ever got to a championship game, but boy, they, they really had some great seasons. And that's what the MSU administration's hoping they can do. They've got a, a beast just over an hour away from the Starkville campus that somebody wants to slay that beast. And why not MSU? We've seen what LSU's done. And MSU could be that team on a somewhat regular basis. And, of course, they've got their the ability to hold on. And, of course, when you talk about Mike Leach, he's got such a great history with quarterbacks jeremiah actually you had him on your show just the other day and he talked about quarterbacks i'm going to play that clip right now on the y'all show and let people kind of hear what you ask about coach leach in terms of the qb situation and and the personnel coming into starkville here in 2020 here's that conversation again from the black dogs sports sports podcast i had a question kind of piggybacking on what you were talking about with quarterbacks You've spoken before in the past about UVA quarterbacks with accuracy, and you don't really even care um, because how often do you throw 50 yards so you're not even concerned with a quarterback with a big arm? So first talk about kind of like your philosophy on the type of quarterbacks that you recruit, and then at the same time speak a little bit about Keaton Thompson and Gary Schrader, two players that have been heavily talked about amongst the Mississippi State fan base. Both players have kind of struggled with accuracy, and talk about how you're going to develop those guys so they kind of can fit into what you're trying to do as a coach. You know, the biggest thing, you try to get the very best you can in several categories for a quarterback. Um, you know, the single biggest thing, uh, which is hard to gauge and it's hard to measure, and that's why with quarterbacks you see them come from all different classifications of football, is um, <clears throat> do they elevate the offensive unit? Do they make the players around them better? And then uh, – and But to effectively do that, you have to be accurate and you have to make good decisions. And I think that's where it starts. And you can coach good decisions and you can enhance accuracy. I don't think you can just flat out create accuracy from nothing. Because at some point by the time they get there, 
you know, they either have some level accuracy or they don't. And then, um, you know, you'd like a guy with a strong arm and you'd like quick feet, which is different than fast, I guess. Um, Oh, quick feet's a guy that really has good pocket presence and can stay out of harm's way fast as, you know, like a guy that can just flat out, you know, run and is a fast person and, you know, and on a broken play. And if you, if you go through the NFL, um, you know, and all the greats of the past, almost none of them had every one of those things. Almost none of them had every one of the, every one, the closest that, that I've, maybe seen in my lifetime might be Patrick Mahomes as far as having all those things. And, um, uh, but you know, the biggest thing is, is can you elevate the offense and you gotta, you gotta be accurate as, as far as, um, uh, uh, Teton and Garrett, it's tough to say because we didn't have a chance to work together. We haven't had spring ball and that was the biggest thing. And so, um, the week after spring break, we were going to start spring football. And then all of a sudden, you know, the virus hit and it was, uh, it was all right. Uh, don't come back to campus from spring break for another week. And then it was, uh, you know, don't come back until April 1st and then April 15th and April 30th. So, you know, that's one of the things that I think we're really anxious about is the opportunity to, work with not just those two uh, guys, but uh, the whole team and, and see who, who can do what, you know. And that was from the Black Dogs Sports Podcast with our co-host Jeremiah Short, an interview with Mississippi State's head football coach, Mike Leach. So congratulations on landing that interview, Jeremiah. a boy. Man, that was, and I can't really take credit for that one. My co-host had a connection in I mean, we're honest about the fact that it might have had a little bit to do with, you know, his unfortunate tweet that caused a lot of controversy. And maybe he, he kind of wanted to, I, I guess you would say, needed a little positivity, as someone else put it. Okay. I, I didn't realize. We were able to provide the, him the opportunity. I didn't realize in the timeline you interviewed him after that tweet came out, which, by the way, we need to go back a couple of days and remind people what exactly happened. What happened was. Coach Leach, just like the rest of the world, stuck at home right now and is bored. And he's pretty active on Twitter, regardless of the pandemic or not. And he tweeted a image of some woman making a noose because I guess her husband was on her nerves. And that's the point of the it was just intended to be fun. And he got a lot of grief after that tweet went out. In fact, I think it's now two Mississippi State football players have actually intended to leave the program because of the tweet. Am I right on that? You're correct. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes things that, that oh. might, that's probably, those guys probably, okay. so I think it's just convenient, excusing a good way to make themselves look a lot better. Okay. Well, thank you for clarifying that. But Coach Leach was apologetic. We didn't play the clip of his apology or him trying to make a little bit more sense of what he was saying there in the Black Sports podcast clip we just played. So what did he tell you in terms of the uh, what he did there on social media? Uh, and that's where we probably uh, incurred a little bit of criticism because a lot of people um, were very uh, critical that we didn't address it. Oh, you but, did? you know, as we went through the interview process, we had to be honest about the fact that we are probably a smaller podcast and and you having a for us that's a high profile guess getting a division one football coach for it really any yeah. program but 
where a program like ours is still building, you know, made the conscious decision to focus on football and build that relationship with them where, you know, he could feel comfortable talking about it. And we did incur a lot of criticism, honestly, from a lot of black fans that we didn't address it. But uh, before the podcast we discussing, we felt like it just wouldn't be proper as far as it was kind of already overdone. He already had, I don't know if it was an apology, apology, but he did do that. And he talked to his team and he's doing all these, I guess, going to museums and all of that. So I think it was overdone. So we wanted to stick to football and just see what type of man he was. Yeah, as you mentioned, he's already announced he's going to go visit the Mississippi, the I guess it's called the two museums in Jackson, Mississippi, where they have not only the mm-hmm. state museum, but they have a civil rights museum. And he said he's going to pay a visit there. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is a guy who's been coaching mostly in West Texas and in the Pacific Northwest for the last 20 years. And the history of a state like Mississippi may not be quite all that known to him. He's a smart guy, though. Remember, Mike Leach is a guy who has a law degree. And we don't have too many guys who were lawyers in the college football business. So good job, again, for landing that interview and and everything going on with Mike Leach. So what are you hearing in terms of the way they got spring? I think they had some kind of spring practice going before everything got shut down. What are you hearing out of Starville as far as the way the football teams adapting to Coach Leach and his I, I don't system? think they actually had started yet, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were planning to start after spring breaks. So uh, I don't think they ever even got started. I think with the team right now, the biggest question mark is the install of the spread offense because uh, – Truth, uh, truth, not spread with the air raid. I think more specifically with that because we've been running on um, the spread for over for over ten years now. Um, with, when Dan Mullen came, but at the same time, we've still been a running team for the most part, even under more conservative. Mm-hmm. So I think, but Leach did tell us it's going to take a lot of practice, practice, practice to get us to where we need to be. And I think it's a lot of uncertainty because Gary Strader returning, who was the starter last year for um, bits and pieces last year, and then we're bringing in KJ Costello from Stanford. Everyone expects him to be QB1, and it kind of fits in line with what Leach likes to do as far as bringing in seniors, starting a senior player. So, But at that number two spot, really, I think it hasn't been determined yet. So I think there's a lot of questions that needed to be answered for spring, but they didn't get, a, get to answer them because of COVID and having to shut down school. Okay. Well, our TV audience is actually viewing something put out by Hell State Productions right now, and that's some kind of midnight practice they did. It's not a traditional hitting, putting Mm -hmm. on the equipment, but Coach Leach was out there, so I don't know if this counted as an official practice before everything got shut down or not, but it's a pretty intense video nonetheless. I I think a lot of that was more like workout type thing. They were producing a lot of videos with the workouts and a lot of the players were speaking out about how, you know, they were getting better um, through the workouts and how it seems like the new strength coach has a lot of energy. And we've had some good strength coaches in the past, but I don't know if it's quite been the same since um, Coach Matt Bayless has left. He's gained a lot of notoriety up there at Notre Dame. So Mm -hmm. he was one, they used to call it being Bayless made. So he's kind of, seems like, I think his name is Tyson Brown is bringing a lot of attention back to the strength and conditioning program at Mississippi State. Well, a, a good hire again. It's been an interesting offseason for both schools in the SEC located in the state of Mississippi with the addition of Coach Lane Kiffin at Mississippi and now Coach Leach mm-hmm. at Mississippi State. And these two guys, of course, I guess they were both coaching in the Pac-12 at one time together, and now they find themselves in the great state of Mississippi coaching the different teams. And and I would say Leach might be winning the Twitter war thus far with some of the stuff that he's done. If if not for the controversy, just 
he's putting really unusual fun stuff out there and doing great interviews i in addition to being on the black dog sports podcast i heard the interview the other day he did with a radio station out of seattle we actually played a clip of that here on the y'all show and he was going through talking about all the all the sec mascots and that was a, a fun discussion here from coach leach i mean good news that he's actually talking to people instead of like being sheltered in like most of these people you don't know what's going on i think it's good you know the, for fun understand he's not gonna do too much twitter from now. oh really um, based off some comments uh, i heard he said out there but i don't think he's gonna be doing too much twitter for a while but i think it's good like a coach like him benefits in a situation like this with recruiting like the coaches like saving is just now getting emailed yeah you know that's so you forget the savings kind of old so a coach like leach he gains that profile i think the new thing didn't really wasn't the best look but i think a coach like him he's very entertaining guys like that coach with a personality you know engaged with twitter those type of things so and we were gaining a lot of traction in recruiting just because of that i think him coming to mississippi state gave us a lot of traction just because he is a personality that worked you know as a, a analyst for a while for a couple of years so i think we we gained that initial cachet. I think the news thing just might hurt that a little bit for a while. I think he could regain it just from honestly interviewing him. And I'm not going to say I'm going to pump him up and say he's a great guy and do maybe the Donald Trump thing and say, you know, we're the Black Dog Sports Podcast. We're saying that Mike Leach is a great guy. Just from getting a chance to interview him, I I, I got a good vibe from him that I think he's going to be okay as Mississippi State's head coach. And I didn't think that the the – tweet was representative of him at all well again it no not necessarily but again he has a little bit of a learning curve to, to know the the feelings that a, a noose might provide but in his defense and mm-hmm. i've said this before nooses aren't just used in history against black folks they've been used against all kind of people even in the old west you mm-hmm. go watch a western movie and a lot of the villains were hung by noose we've hung war criminals uh i know just just not long ago saddam hussein was hung with a noose so in his defense that is certainly not something exclusive to lynching here in the south but again, he has to remember where he's located. And so anything that has any connection to anything like that is going to make some people's eyebrows raise. And as as we know, one of the reasons this is a story is you've seen two players decide they're going to leave the program and use that as part of the excuse of why they're departing Mississippi State. So, Jeremiah, real quick before we switch over and talk about some SEC stuff with you here, sir, we want to ask you, what's your expectation for Mike Leach and MSU football here in 2020? Uh, I think it can. Kinda, I think initially he'll do well. My biggest worry was that, or is, is that his act may wear thin because he's a little different. In a sense, it could really work out. He may be exactly what Mississippi State needs, someone that's just different. But at the same time, he is different. And Moorhead was different. I think he's a different type of – I hate using that word different, but yeah. we are in Mississippi. So you have to – that's my biggest worry. Um, he's never been big on recruiting, but he's doing a good job so far, I feel. I just I think we can catch lightning in a bottle. I just don't know what's gonna happen now. Like that's my biggest worry. It could be a three year thing, we do really well, and then what? So right now I'm just gonna do it on the three year window and then just see what happens after that, to be honest with you. I well, don't he I just worry that his act is gonna wear thin. I hope it doesn't, but I know my state. Well, we know what even at Washington State he did with the state of Mississippi. He came in and got a guy named Minshew to be his quarterback there at Wazoo, and that guy ends up being a first-round draft pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
and what a great job in fact he got Minshew when I don't think any of the major schools in Mississippi nor around Mississippi even gave Minshew an offer so I don't even know how he found the guy but but kudos to coach Leach of course Minshew's I think sister is some kind of athlete there at Mississippi State right now so it's a pretty good little connection there so give me a a win If, if Jeremiah Short of Black Dog Sports Podcast had to guess right now in April 2020 how MSU's gonna have a season what's what are we looking at from a number standpoint i think i initially i think he can come in right away and win nine or ten games i know it might sound crazy but our defense is already pretty good and if he can even at least make the offense good which he's proven that he's done at every stop immediately i think the thing that might hurt us initially is the fact that we don't know when the season's gonna start the season could easily be pushed back and then the fact that he didn't get a chance to install his offense in the spring, which would have been very critical. Mm-hmm. We're going to probably spend the first four or five games just getting used to the spread because it's a mentality change. It's not just a scheme change. It's a mentality change. Mississippi State has never thrown the football, not consistently, every game, especially not the air raid. That's a big leap to go from a power-running football team to an air raid team. That's going to be tough, but I think we can win with it because just off the just the style of the offense, I think if the defense does well and then the offense is able to put up points, we're going to win games because people just aren't going to be used to it because no one in the SEC has run, and I know you're about to get to the SEC, has run an air raid since Kentucky when Leach was there, when they had Tim Couch in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, when he was at Kentucky. All right, let's move away from bas- from from football for a second. And one of the big stories out of the basketball season, well, do you think Mississippi State would have punched their NCAA ticket if the season and the SEC tournament would have taken place in its full? Do you think MSU could have gotten to the big dance here or at least an NIT? Oh, the boys? Uh, yeah, no, the men. Stop saying boys, the men's team? Yeah, boys, men. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, my other co-host always makes a big thing about that. Uh, I, the men's team, I don't know. I think it seems like it was too much dissension. That, I don't know if you've seen, but we've lost five players to transfer. Really? Which is rare. I've never seen that many guys transfer. Most times it's two or three at the most. And then the fact that we lost a couple guys to the league. I mean, we essentially have lost most of our team. So that seems like that team was honed on by thin thread to begin with. Yeah. So it's just hard for me to believe a team that already was on the brink to make a run in the tournament. I, it just doesn't seem like it. It seems like they weren't, the chemistry wasn't right for them to. And they would have needed it to be right to make a run. I don't think it was that was going to happen. And Coach Howland, again, the coach at Mississippi State, has done a so-so job, I would say, over his tenure in Starkville, the guy who had mm-hmm. actually coached UCLA to a national championship, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. And he's not a, a spring chicken, so uh, you'd think – that he only has a handful of years left, and maybe this could have been that year. But from what we know, he's still going to be around next year. So Mississippi State looking to turn the corner there. Now there is a opening, as far as I know, with the women's program as Coach Schaefer decided to take off to the bright lights of Austin and become the Texas Longhorns lady basketball coach. So was that a surprise to you to see him go back to Texas where he grew up? Of course, he went to that other school collegiately there in College Station, so he's going to the rival school with the Horns. But Mississippi State's women's program has been one of the best programs in all of college basketball, playing for back-to-back national championships, losing both games, and has won SEC titles here recently. A big voice there with the departure of Coach Schaefer. Yes, and it's very unfortunate. I'm not going to sit up like I've been following the women's team the entire time, but I have been keeping up the past couple of years. 
I think thing that's unfortunate, he's possibly, if you just go off his resume and what he's done the last eight years, he's the best coach to ever come through Mississippi State. I think <laughs> that's the tough part, losing a coach that's – I mean, he has a resume. He's made it to two national championships. What other Mississippi State coach can say that they did that while they were at Mississippi State, other than maybe John Cohen, and who's the athletic director now, and then Daryl Royal, who ended up doing it at Texas. I run it. So it's unfortunate, and it surprised me because most time when these things happen, you hear rumors or you hear talk about a coach – taking interviews or it's talked throughout the season. It was nothing. All I know, I remember looking on social media and, oh, Schaefer's in a picture at Texas. There wasn't even rumors about it. He wasn't meeting. He was already, he already accepted the job. Like, where did this come from? The best coach in Mississippi State history leaves and no one even knows it's going to happen. That's, that makes no sense. Uh, you know, thankfully, they did a with this coaching search, they were able to hire Nicky McCray Pinson, who's a former um, All-American at Tennessee um, did a really good job at Old Dominion her first three years in a fast Roger. So a lot of the fans are really excited and we're really excited about what she's going to bring to the table. We just hired her over the weekend. Okay, I thought I saw that, but uh, Jeremiah, appreciate your input on all things Mississippi State. We're not done with Jeremiah Short. We're going to take a quick break here on the program, and when we come back, we're going to switch over and get Jeremiah's take on some of the other SEC teams, as this is our SEC report with a heavy maroon and white and cowbell focus. Hang on. Our talk with Jeremiah Short of the Black Dogs Sports Podcast continues right after this break. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Lease it for just $0 a month when you switch. And when you shop on Sprint.com, you'll get a $100 prepaid MasterCard, too. For now, Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, $0 per month after $41.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offering coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee taxes and restrictions apply. $100 prepaid MasterCard requires port and online registration. Ships after 45 days. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDSC.
And we're back here on the Y'all Show final segment of this almost end of the week edition of the program that covers everything Southern. Right now, you're in the middle of an SEC report. We've had a big-time Mississippi State Bulldog insider take from Jeremiah Short of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. He's our guest right now on the program that's all about the South. And now that we kind of have our Maroon and White report in the can, let's talk a little SEC sports with Jeremiah. And Mr. Short, we want to mention that, of course, football season is still, still not determined if we're going to have it. Nobody really can tell for sure at this point if we're going to have college football in 2020. What's your best guess on how many games will be played here in 2020, Jeremiah? I think a lot of us really don't 100% know. I think they're going to find a, I don't think they want to push back the season. I think the only way that happened is they're saying that we're not going to do anything to August. Um, right now, of course, with a lot of reports, I, I try not to pay attention to too much of the COVID stuff. Not every two minutes of that stuff will drive you crazy. But at the same time, and we're honest, you have to be realistic about the fact that uh, we can't focus as much on entertainment. But my hope is that the season starts when it's supposed to start because I think people need that distraction. But obviously, even once the season starts, there might have to be a lot of rules set in place to make sure we don't have any type of outbreak or anything of that nature. I mean, I love my football, but I mean, you want it to be a safe environment where you don't have to worry about half the world dying off. So um, my hope is that it starts and we can enjoy SEC football, but it's still probably won't quite feel the same. But still, we love our SEC football, so we want that to happen. Yeah, we should. Hopefully, it starts on September 1st or whenever the actual start date is. Yeah, you, you mentioned we love our SEC football right here in the south well one thing we know when and if college football resumes you're going to have the last year national champion in the mix within the southeastern conference as coach ed orgeron of the lsu tigers come into this season as the defending national champions and jeremiah back in the day you and i were hanging out would you have ever guessed when this guy orgeron was coaching that school up north that he would ever become a national championship coach no, <laughs> but I read a story on him before the national championship. So he kind of went through a path. I mean, obviously, Coach Owen eight. You know, we joke about that um, at Mississippi State. And I remember being at the game where he made that infamous call. With him. <laughs> and he talked about that. Um, and then he had a chance to coach USC on an interim basis. And just based off some of the interviews, it seems like that really hurt him that he didn't get that job. And he in the it was an interview he did or an article that was posted on him before the national championship. It seems like he went through a path where he really learned a lot after that old miss situation. I think sometimes people look at someone's biggest failure like an Orgeron and say, obviously he can't coach, but what I've always heard about him, I had a friend that got recruited by him and said that Coach Orgeron is very down to earth. You know, you hear about the big things when it comes to recruiting with him or you think he's like a bag, a bag man or something to that effect. But I heard he's just a real down to earth guy and he's a guy that guys will play for. So in some ways, we really shouldn't be shocked that LSU, for one, has been able to recruit talent and two, been able to win under him because essentially LSU's had the right strategy. And I wonder how good that team is going to be without Dave Miranda. That Coach O is not an X's and O's guy. He's a guy that can get – he's a leader of men. And it's an overused term, but he kind of is. And get great offensive coordinators around him. He, he's running the program. He's not the guy out there calling the plays. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they have a good formula there. He's going to recruit talent, get the right people to coach them, and then it's a it's a recipe for success. I mean, they did it for ten years. Last mile, last mile is nice. no guy. Yeah. So I, I think Orgeron just might be a little better at it. Well, one thing Orgeron won't have here whenever there's a football season is a guy named Joe Burrow behind center. Also, 
Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, took off for the bright lights of Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers. So with those those departures on the offensive side of the ball, do you think LSU has a chance to be competitive as a champion-type team here in the forthcoming season? I don't see it. I, I just You can't lose that caliber of talent at receiver and quarterback, even on the defense side of football, and lose your coordinators. Yeah. And then expect to win in the SEC. Maybe in another conference. It's not saying other conferences <laughs> are bad, but yeah. as we all know, the SEC is what it is. And even Alabama's experienced a little bit of slippage lately. So yeah. you can't just lose coaches and lose key players and then expect to reload and be as dominant as you were. I mean, LSU was extremely dominant last year. They were unbeatable. And I think losing those talents, I'm not a Joe Burrow fan in that way. I don't know if he's even a first-round guy, but that's not what we're really talking about. But at the same time, he was really good at the college level, Heisman Trophy caliber, mm. obviously. So um, I just don't see them being as good. Um, maybe nine, ten wins. They still have enough talent to win games, but I just don't see them being as dominant as last year. I think that's unrealistic for anyone. Well, Cinderella season for sure. Now, one thing that just came out here in the last couple of days in terms of Coach Ed Orgeron, he and his wife of many, many years, Kelly, are divorcing after, I think, 20 years or so. So a, a sad thing there for the Orgeron family right now. But – Unfortunately, that happens with just about everybody. It's even happened to me, Jeremiah Short. So, <laughs> wish wish the Orgerons the best there. And and uh, of course, they're not the only team that people are going to be watching for closely here. Let's switch over to the East Division, if you don't mind, Jeremiah. And your old friend there, Dan Mullen, is projected <laughs> to have an incredible 2020 season, and perhaps Florida could get back to the SEC championship. Are you buying or selling the Gators? Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Dan Mullen. I appreciate everything he did for Mississippi State, but as I even continue to tell my co-hosts, I, I wouldn't even upset with us hiring Moorhead and definitely not police because I feel like we had peaked under peaked under Mullen. And Mullen, in my opinion, is still at best a 10-win coach, maybe nine at Mississippi State. I think the only reason he's gotten a few more wins at Florida is because they're in the East, not in the West. He doesn't have to deal with LSU, Auburn, and Alabama. You know Alabama is going to be good every year. And LSU's had a few off years at Auburn's. It's up and down. So, you know you have to deal with them every year, but in the East, you only have to deal with Georgia. So, I think he's had good runs, but I don't expect much. I, I think they'll be good um, year in, year out, just like next year. They'll be good. You know, they have Kyle Trask returning, but he's not a big-time player. They lost Felipe Franks. But at best, 10 wins, but that's more so because he's in the East. I think he is what he is. He'll recruit reasonably well, probably not to the level of Florida fans who respect and I wouldn't even be shocked in about two years of fans, the Florida fans, not necessarily calling for his job, but it's some heat on him because he'll start realizing he is what he is at best, a 10-win coach. Okay. Well, you just ruined my Florida glory story here today. So who, who, if anybody else besides Georgia can make a run for Atlanta in 2020, who do you have your eye on, Jeremiah Short of the Black Dog Sports Podcast? In the East? In the East. Uh Probably Florida, but, I mean, Georgia, I mean, you might not even know about them because they're losing their quarterback, but I think they have a pretty good guy behind them trying to think of what his name is. I know they lost their starting quarterback. Well, they got a transfer coming in from Wake Forest, um, I think. Is it Houston or is it – no, that he's going to Miami. Yeah, I think they've got a transfer from Wake Forest that's going to be there. Okay. Oh, Anthony something. I forgot what his name was, though. But Graduate transfer. um, Keep them while they're consistent. Um. Being consistent. I think Georgia – and then they're going to have a defense on the Kirby Smart. And I think – I wouldn't be shocked this is a down year for the East because what really do you have? You have Missouri, Vanderbilt, 
and best of season. Tennessee. Don't you sleep now, on Vanderbilt, Jeremiah. Don't you sleep on those doors. <laughs> oh, I like Derek Mason. I think he's a good coach. I just it's kinda like recruiting at a school like Vanderbilt, it's kinda hard and getting the talent where you can be consistent. Yeah. I will say the team you have to watch out for is probably Tennessee. That's the team they did well down the stretch. And that's probably one of those teams, but I don't want to be the Tennessee guy and pick Tennessee because it seems like people have done that the last 15 years. Yeah. They still hadn't done it. It seems like Tennessee is, the, as they say, the sexy team to pick me a year, a beginning of the year because they are uh, used to be a perennial power. They're the sexy team to pick, but they never really live up to it. Well, so, Coach Pruitt had a heck of a run there that last couple of games in the season and that big mm-hmm. bowl win over the Indiana Hoosiers in Jacksonville was incredible. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee, so, Tennessee's in the mix, and all the other teams. Again, it's Jeremiah Short, co-host of the Black Dogs Sports Podcast. <laughs> Remind people, Jeremiah, how they can find your podcast. Uh, now we're on YouTube. That's the main, I think the easiest form to find us on. And now we're doing Zoom interviews where you can see what's going on. And we've had a chance to interview a few good guys. We just interviewed Dale Warren Robinson, a former Mississippi State great. Um, we talked about the Nicky McCray Pinson hire, and we had a former player, Jericho James, on. So the main form I think you can look for us on is YouTube, the easiest for most. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's so many other platforms. But the main ones are probably Apple, um, Anchor, and Spotify that you probably can find us, and you can go subscribe on those particular platforms. And we have about a year's worth of content. You can go back and see our whole debates over Tommy Stevens and Gary Schrader and – the more at firing, we had a lot of things. People come on and talk about that, and we talk yeah. about a lot of the behind-the-scenes things that happen with that because we have multiple sources. Well, it's a great podcast, and it's an unusual podcast of all the yes. various shows out there. Y'all talk about Mississippi State, but you do it from a black person's perspective, which I don't know of any program that's got something mm-hmm. like that. So kudos on that originality and, and, again, for landing great interviews along the way. Quite proud of you, my boy. Thank you. All right. And I think just to let people know, even though, you know, we're the Black Dog Sports Podcast, we just, I mean, of course, we're all blacks. So I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. But you're not maroon? You, know, we, you mean you're not maroon and we white? Try to, we try to, we just try to come from our perspective. It's not about yeah. you know, us getting on there and just railing about every black issue. We're just sharing our thought process on every issue going on in Mississippi State Sports. And it's, most times we don't even really touch on the racial aspect of it. We're just coming from our perspective. And, you know, being able to get our voice out there. And that's all it's really about. And that's um, the, all of us. It sounds corny, but we all believe Maroon. We all love our program. You know, just the same as with the Leach interview. We don't want our program looking bad as much as the next person. We want to win just as much as the next fan. So we're just getting an opportunity to get in, in that media space. And, you know, hopefully people enjoy the podcast when they listen. It's a great podcast. Again, great interviews coming. And we appreciate Jeremiah Short of the Black Dog Sports Podcast for being our very special guest and coming back on the program. Jeremiah, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me, man. It was fun. All right, Jeremiah. Again, great. Check it out. You can find it on YouTube and more. Well, that will wrap up our Y'all Show today. Thank y'all very much for being on the program that is all about the SEC and all the other fun sports that goes on in the South. We'll be right back here to wrap up the week on tomorrow's show. Until that time, y'all take care and hail state for all you Bulldog fans. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next-day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today. iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes, and restrictions apply.